Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. You know, I, I love worship, and what worship does is it makes us just see the glory of God, His majesty, His greatness. During worship, it's very easy to just to be self-reflective, which is good, right? But a lot of times what we can do is, is um, in that greatness, we can feel like, you know, what I'm, what I'm not. Uh, I'm this or I'm that. You know, when you look at the glory of God and His greatness, you can have the feeling of, do I matter? Am I valuable? And, and it's, again, it's important to understand the magnitude and the gloriousness of God, but also the fact in that self-reflection, knowing that God's called you, that you have a purpose and that you have a plan. And that goes for every single person. We have our purpose statement is to be firm in faith and to fulfill your call is the is the second thing. And in fulfilling your call, the fact is, is that we all do have a calling and many times we can be um, we can be a, a little intimidated we knowing that uh, what's God called me to do and there's um, some examples that I want to give you uh, just a few examples here in God's word of people that really were seemingly insignificant and my point in all this is for us to grab a hold and understand that God truly has called us and given you a, a, a purpose. There's a, a young man that's mentioned in First Chronicles 9.31. I doubt that anyone would know who he is. His name is Matthiah. You know what his job was? It was making flat cakes for the temple. But it was so important to God that he be listed, that he be in there, that he had a gift. It was important that it be included in the word, and it was most importantly important to God. Because when God calls us, there are no un, unimportant people. There's no non-vital members of the community. Each one of us, we play a role. There's no part of the body that is insignificant if you feel that way, I want to speak to that this morning. Some might uh, be more visible than others in ministry, and other people maybe more behind the scenes. But in God's eyes, we're all important in the kingdom. So then you have this this guy, uh, Matthiah. There's another ser- young servant girl in Second Kings, and she served the wife of Naaman, and he was the commander of the Syrian army, and this young girl, this Israelite slave, she got captured. So now she's serving the very people that captured her. And I can imagine the ill will she might have had knowing I'm serving the very people that took me into captivity. But it just so happened that Naaman, he suffered from leprosy. And so this young girl, she kindly told Naaman's wife about this man named Elisha. 
And she said, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of leprosy. So Naaman embarks on a journey. He ends up getting healed. And he ends up believing in the God of Israel. This is a young, captured servant girl. In John 5, we read where Jesus went up to the mountain with his disciples. There's a massive crowd that follows him. And Jesus didn't send them away because he wanted to address their needs. So he asked Philip, he says, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And Andrew then says, well, there's a little boy here. He's got five loaves and two fish. And Jesus does the impossible and feeds 5,000. And he multiplies it. And he can multiply the gift that you give him, the love the loving offering that you give God. There's great value in giving selflessly. In the story of the young girl I just said, there's great value in tiny acts of compassion. Is God perhaps using you for a tiny act of compassion? Or do you need to be open to that? There's a story in Mark where a widow, is. she goes to the temple and Jesus is at the temple, and he's watching people put their offerings in the treasury. And there's many rich people that gave large amounts, but the poor widow, she only had two coins. They were mites, and that would be like a cent, like one penny. And Jesus said, he calls his disciples over, and he said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty put in everything, all she had to live on. And in the eyes of the men, the offering was insignificant. It's an invaluable lesson of giving in faith. And then the last person I want to highlight here is found in 1 Samuel. Saul is being tormented by an evil spirit. And Saul was looking for someone to play skillfully, worship, to soothe him. He's looking for someone skillful. And there's this servant that recommends David. And he also tells Saul about his courage and the fact that the Lord was with him. And guess who ends up in the courts of Saul? David does from a servant. David writes in Psalms 139, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways, the insignificant. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts. God, how vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand. And when I awake, I am still with you. In our feelings of inconsistencies in our life, how many would say, yeah, I can be inconsistent? What about all of your insecurities, your inhibitions, your fears, your faults, your brokenness, your shame? But we have a great God, and God's called us to a great task, and he uses us in the most subtle ways. And we all need to understand, and we all need to know that we have a calling. And when the body of Christ comes together, it's a beautiful picture of God working in in us and through us and in the world. Father, we do ask, Lord, that we would have a, a full recognition and understanding, Lord, that we matter. Lord, that um, everything that you, Lord, Lord, you said for what we put our hands to, Lord, we should do with all of our might. And so we just, uh, Lord, just claim that and understand that, Lord, out of Proverbs, that whatever your hand finds to do, we do it with all of our might, with all of our strength. We commit our hearts and our lives to you, for it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola or go to the website at generationpensacola.com and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it. So please drop us a note.